listening to the Millennials Choice Show, Canada's most trusted podcast on all things real estate, finance, and entrepreneurship. Here's your host, Matthew Ablican. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millennials Choice Show. I'm your host, Matthew Ablican, and today we have a very special guest and a very special episode for all of you real estate investors today. We've had this person on before. He's one of my favorites. We're becoming friends. We're planning date nights with the missus. And I love it because we we talked about this at your event recently, Birds of a Feather Flock Together. So Adrian Pinozo from Executive Properties, welcome to the show once again. Thank you, man. Great to be back days before Christmas um, and obviously making time in everybody's calendar and my calendar to be on the show. But like you said, man, I think we're becoming uh, good friends and uh, 2023 will be another great year for us. So I'm happy to be here and uh, thank you for having me back on the show, Matthew. Absolutely. It's a, it's a pleasure having you. And I really enjoyed the event that you put on uh, a couple of weeks ago, last week, I should say. Um, at the time of this recording, obviously it was last week, but great networking opportunity. You had realtors in the room, you had investors in the room. And that's what I love. Like so many people have egos in this business, but that room, there was no ego. I, I was networking with realtors. I was networking with investors. You were introducing me to people. So I love it. Make sure you guys, you know, check out all of Adrian's content. He's got his own podcast as well. More to life, which I love. That's what we do this for to get more out of life. And I love that name. I've said that before. So kudos to you. Um, today, Adrian, I know we don't rehearse anything, um, but we do want to talk about, you know, multifamily real estate. That's your specialty. You've built a portfolio of over, correct me if I'm wrong, over 70 properties, hundreds of doors, right? And you use the Burr method and you buy properties, you want to rehab them, you do joint ventures and all that good stuff. So I want to unpack a lot of that for our audience. Um, why don't you tell us how you got started? Share with us your story again, and, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, so it's uh, coming up to 11 years now um, when I bought or since I bought my first investment property. And I was a police officer um, when I first started buying real estate. And I started with a home equity line of credit. Didn't have any money in the bank, but we had equity in our home. And uh, we used that equity in our home to purchase uh, our first couple of properties via home equity line of credit. Again, police officer in the GTA. And long story short, I thought, okay, I want to have one or two rental properties because when I retire, after I put in my 30 years in my pension, I want to be able to live the same lifestyle with being on a pension as if I was still working full time. So I thought a couple properties, some cash flow. I can raise my income through the cash flow of the rental properties. Long story short, fast forward 11 years. Um, it really grew into something that I really never even, I was going to say dream of, but I didn't even dream it would have gone to where it went today. Uh, so we're sitting at 79 properties and uh, we're just hit over 400 units, 400 doors. Wow. 
Um, 11 years later, I only want to buy two rental properties. And we've been able to scale so aggressively really through two things, joint venture partnerships and the Burr model slash method. Um, that has been the bread and butter of, you know, being able to scale uh, 400 units in, in 11 years, essentially. So let's, un- let's unpack all of that. Uh, guys who are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, so much information here, like 79 properties in 11 years, 400 units. That's huge, huge guys. Just wrap your mind around that. This is so valuable. So those early years, what was it like for you and your wife when you were starting to you know, make these choices and decisions to invest in real estate and perhaps you know, leave the police force? Like, What were those feelings like? Um, not going to lie. It was very stressful. Um, nothing ever comes easy. You know, uh, you can put a million metaphors on it. Right. Um, but I was working full time as a police officer. My wife worked full time. We had a young child, uh, growing up and yet, um, you know, I'd be running out to my rental properties, going in for night shift, going to court, running my rental properties, I was like running around crazy, but you know, you know what they say, if you, if you need something done, ask a busy person and they'll find a way to get it done. So for everybody out there listening who makes excuses about this, that, this, that, whatever the excuse, you you can make excuses until the cows come home, but I'm living proof that if you have a vision and you work hard and maybe a little bit of luck, Uh, But I think you make your own luck, too. Uh, If you work hard and you're dedicated and you fail forward, um, I'm living proof that you can accomplish a lot. Was it stressful? Yes. Did we uh, did sometimes want to throw in the towel? Yes. But it was also very lucrative too. obviously real estate investing. So, you know, it was kind of a trade off. And ultimately, what kept my perseverance going was I wanted freedom. I was after freedom. I wanted financial freedom. And I'm, more importantly, I wanted time freedom. I wanted the time freedom where I didn't have to work on somebody else's clock. I'm working on my clock. So if I want to start my, like, similar to you, Matthew, you know, If you want to get to the office, not that we're lazy guys by any stretch, but if you want to get to the office at 11 o'clock today, you're going to get to the office at 11 o'clock. Or if you don't want to go to the office today, you don't need to go to the office. And it was the same for me. I wanted, I was tired of the, not that I ever worked nine to five being a police officer, but I was tired of the nine to five, you know, I was on a clock and I didn't want that anymore. I wanted time freedom. And that came eventually, as well as financial freedom, eventually. But I look at real estate as not a get-rich-quick, powerful engine. I look at real estate as long-term wealth. Long-term play, long-term wealth, as opposed to, I'm going to make a million dollars in two years. Right. Right. And you know what? Danny and I talk about this on all of our, most of our other episodes where we say it's lucrative. It's not easy, 
but it's rewarding and it has its benefits, of course, but also it's a long-term game. It's a long-term mindset. We're not here to get rich quick. I mean, it would be nice if we can get rich quick. It just doesn't work that way. I know sometimes in the short term, I was mentioning on, on one of our other episodes, bought a triplex that I paid four ninety four in the fall of 2020, or sorry, fall of 2021. And then in the spring of 2022, I refinanced it, paid four ninety four, refinanced it, and it was appraised at 800K. Like, that's great. That's fantastic. But you're not always going to do that. And you're not always going to hit those home runs or what the whatever the case may be. But it's totally worth doing because in the long run, your tenant is paying down your debt. You're building appreciation, building equity, your cash flowing, hopefully, if you know how to structure your debts and you bought at a in a particular market, strong rental market, good, uh, good, popula- good, good location, good population, all these other things that come with it. So talk to us about Burr. A lot of people listening to you right now, they, they want to do what you're doing. They want to do what we're doing, but they're first-time homebuyers. They're first-time investors. They, they may have one property under their belt. You know, mom and dad are telling them not to buy real estate. Their buddies are telling them to buy Bitcoin. Like, talk to us about Burr and why that's so revolutionary, why that changed your life. The Burr allows you to rinse and repeat your capital uh, in a much quicker turnaround than your traditional buy a property, let your capital sit in there for 10 years. And then once that property value continues to rise, then obviously you can refinance that property and, and, and pull out your equity. And years down the road, however many that could be, it could be as quickly as two, could be as, you know, as long as 10. Um, the Burr strategy it typically lets you take a distressed property, renovate that property, and then obviously refinance that property all in a short period of time and pull out your equity or most of your equity or a lot of your equity, take that equity, that capital, and then go on to the next and rinse and repeat that model method. That's how you get to 400 doors. Um, not by leaving 20% in each one of your rental properties, unless you have 15 million liquid in the bank. But if you're working with a fixed amount of capital, which most people are, that's going to run out pretty soon. If every property you're buying, you're leaving 20% in 20%, 20%, 20%. And then you're leaving it there for several years before you're able to refinance that, pull it out and maybe potentially buy another acquisition the Burr just allows you to accelerate that. So, for example, my Burr projects typically last anywhere between the shortest six months, the longest 12 months. Uh, so six to 12 months in between that time frame, I'm, I'm refinancing and I'm pulling that capital out and I'm buying something else and using that capital on the next project. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So theoretically you know, that capital can go a long way in a much shorter period of time. Yeah. So you look at the, the burst strategy, like most people, most people do. I know there's a different variations of it. Some people use, but for the most part, buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. 
That's it. It's not. There's no magic formula. No. The only magic formula, per se, if you want to even use that 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 phrase, the only magic formula is knowing each part of that strategy very well and, and really knowing your numbers. Because obviously you're getting involved in a decent size renovation project and you got to deal with contractors and everybody else, potentially permits with the city, so on and so forth. And if you start with the very first step, if you overpay for that property and if your renovation budget goes way out of whack and your timelines go way out of whack, you could find yourself in a position when it's point of refinance that you don't do as well as you expected to do as far as pulling out your capital. And then it's almost like it really wasn't worth it. You might as well just bought turnkey because you ended up leaving 20% in the property because your burr had a bunch of flaws in it. You might as well just bought turnkey. Whereas if you hit it out of the park, you could potentially uh, get all of your capital out and maybe even a surplus, you know, you put 200 grand into the steel, you got 250 back and you have an extra 50, for example, but you got to know your numbers, your market center, your comps. Uh, you know, if you're looking at commercial apartment buildings, you know, your cap rates and, and all that kind of stuff. So just knowing what you're doing and maybe working with professionals uh, is, is super important in the burr. That's all I'm stressing. It's great, but know what you're doing. Do your research uh, before you get too deep and then, oh God, like I, I messed all this up. So, so a lot of people are going to take, uh, have a conflict with you and, and, and take, um, I guess have a problem with what, you know, you and I say, when we say refinance, you're taking your money out because people say, well, it's still debt. Somebody still has to pay it back you're still taking out and borrowing money. Explain why it's not that much of a problem as people think it is. Most, most investors always look at real estate investing or any investment, really. What's the return on my money? What's the return? What's the ROI on my money if I invest in real estate, GICs, RSPs, whatever you want to invest in? What's the return on my money? So when you look at real estate and you look at the Burr strategy, and let's say you know you run the math and your math shows you're going to get 90% of your capital out on the back end at point of refinance, and above and beyond that, you're going to cash flow every month. Call it anywhere between $500 to $1,000 a month, you're going to cash flow. Plus, you're going to get 90% of your capital out. So you have 10% of capital in this deal. Even if you didn't cash flow, you only have 10% of your money. What is that equivalent to? That's equivalent to 90% ROI. You got 10% of your money in the deal. Now, if you factor in the cash flow, in fact, so you got 10% of money in, cash flow, debt pay down, Tenants are paying down your debt every month. That's incredible returns when you measure the ROI. It's incredible return on your money. And that's what investing is all about. What's the return on my money? 
Yeah, and that's that's the thing, you guys. You have to remember there's so many benefits with real estate investing that aren't available to you in other vehicles of investment. Like crypto doesn't offer you leverage, doesn't offer you uh, cash flow, doesn't offer you uh, equity, debt pay down by tenants. So you have tenants paying down the debt. And that's that's what Adrian's trying to tell you guys. There's ways, and again, the second part of this episode for our members, there are ways that you need to, you can use and implement to limit and minimize your risk and find the good deals. And so real estate offers you that if you know what you're doing. And like Adrian mentioned, you got to run a tight ship. You got to know your numbers, know your market very, very well. And when we talk about commercial, don't get that confused with like an office building per se. Um, Anything over five units, five units or more is classified as commercial real estate, which means the way you obtain your debt is different from buying a residential property four units or less, is different from when you're refinancing compared to a residential property, how that works. And because you have more units, is gonna look different on your income and expense sheets. So you guys wanna make sure that you know the difference uh, between those two. Where are your properties, Adrian? Where are they? Uh, are they in one location or scattered or? Most of them are uh, in, in Hamilton for the most part. Yeah, they're all, I want to say 98% of them are in Hamilton, uh, a, couple, a couple in the GTA, but um, spread across. But I want to say the bulk of them, like 98%, 99% of them are all in the city of Hamilton. Well, uh, Earl Nightingale says, put all your eggs in one basket and watch the basket grow. So you clearly know what you're doing and you know your market. And if you know your market, when the deal pops up, you can tell quickly whether it's a good deal or a bad deal, right? So I love that. Um, I I love everything that you're saying. I I totally subscribe to it. Guys, we're going to shift over to our members only platform. So if you're not a member yet, we're bringing it to you for a very, very low cost millennials choice we and i know adrian as well we do believe in uh educating and financial literacy and all that good stuff so it's a very very low cost for you to get in and access all of our members only content so check it out at financialfreedomclub.ca forward slash member members i should say with an s the link is in the show notes also i am celebrating i didn't mention this carson is probably gonna give me you know what because i didn't mention this at the beginning if you haven't liked or subscribed already please do so download the episode leave us a review share it with your family and friends i recently co-authored a book with kevin harrington from shark tank and i want to give that to you for free so visit financialfreedomclub.ca forward slash ebook the link for that is also in the show notes adrian before we shift off to the private members uh content is there anything you want to leave our audience with no, I, uh, I think 2023 is going to be a very, um, <clears throat> a lot of opportunity is going to come across our desks, I think, for buyers, um, first, second quarter of 2023. I'm pretty excited about it. I know a lot of people are hesitant about the market, uh, but I really, I'm excited about it. There, there's, a, there's advantages in every market. Every real estate market has its advantages. And you really just know when to take part and take advantage of those advantages. And I think 2023 is going to have some great deals for buyers out there. Personally, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and we're, we're 
pushing hard for some great deals in 2023 and we're still buying. So for those of you who are hesitant, I, I think it's, if you're a buyer, I think you're going to have some great opportunities coming up, coming up. Position yourself accordingly, accordingly, you guys. And we talk about this amongst ourselves all the time. There's a strategy for every season. So know the season you're in, know the strategy to implement and you will be successful. I'm buying as well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the deals that come up. So we want to look at the three things that you need to be aware of. You need to know in order to be successful using the Burr method. So if you're not a member, shoot over to that website, become a member. And until next time, you guys, we're out. <laughs>